Hey, hurlers, this is Fletch. And before we get started with tonight's episode, I just want to let you know that on November 14th, Kendra and I are going to be speaking in Fresno, California at the Trinity Community Church Mothers in Christ event. If you would like to meet us in person or hear us speak, you can go to the show notes from this episode and find out exactly how to do that. We look forward to meeting you. This episode of Homeschooling in Real Life is brought to you by Kerclick.com. On tonight's episode, Kendra and I sit down with two single moms who have done just a bang-up job homeschooling their children. And we really wanted to have a discussion about what the differences were for single moms trying to do this crazy homeschool journey. One of our guests, Mary Jo Tate, lives in Tupelo, Mississippi. So we asked her what every homeschooling parent wants to know. What's your favorite Elvis Presley song? <laughs> oh, me. Oh, I can't pick a favorite song, but I can tell you that Elvis follows me wherever I travel. Tiny fishing village on the west coast of Ireland, wherever I go, there's Elvis waiting on me. This is Homeschooling in Real Life. Welcome to the Homeschooling in Real Life podcast. This is Fletch. And I'm Kendra. As veteran homeschooling parents, we discuss topics that tend to divide and distract Christian homeschoolers from each other and the gospel. On the Homeschooling IRL podcast, we promise to be honest, transparent, and witty as we discover what it means to homeschool in real life. We're back in the studio. Kendra. Yes. We we Flesh. are back on the west coast of California. We are our and favorite this, place. This is nothing like the sunny shores of Maui that we were <laughs> on for the last two episodes. Yeah. Sunny. It was there was a heat wave, which seems I'm sure ubiquitous uh when you think of Hawaii, but heat wave meant there were no trade winds. It was hot. Yeah, it was hot. That morning. sand cooked my feet. Are you, but you sound like you're complaining. Are, are you are you glad to be home? Or? Oh no 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 no. Okay. Never complaining about Maui. But um, here's the thing. Like I think people think that I don't know. I, I guess having been raised in California, Hawaii is not that exotic a location. You know what I mean? Because it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. So, so it's five hours away from us. We feel like it's just like driving to Southern California. Right. And that's the other thing I think people don't always realize about the state of California because I, I just kind of get giggles when people will ask me if I know so-and-so and I, you know, they live in San Diego. I'm like, San Diego is an eight-hour drive yeah. <laughs> from our home and we're we're in the central central part of California. I mean, we are right smack dab in the Huge middle. Huge state. So it's a really, really long state from top to bottom. And um, so, yeah, a five-hour, you know, flight to Hawaii is just... It's the next state over. Yeah, so we we had shout-outs on our last episode. Do you remember on the uh, Internet in Real Life episode? And the our listeners called in and gave shout-outs? Yeah. I have a shout-out. Okay. Because we're in Hawaii, let's give a shout-out to the Jordan family. To the Jordan family and also to Joanne Miller, who is a listener of ours who lives on, uh, I think she's on the Big Island. Okay, well, you know, I was just thinking about these. This is an old friend of mine, and they have how many kids? Seven. Seven the kids, have. and they live on the island of Maui. So there's a shout-out to... Uh, 
the Jordan family. Dave and Amy. Homeschooling in Hawaii. Yeah, not a bad gig. <laughs> hey, we um, we have something to celebrate. It's our one-year anniversary with the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Woo! Yeah, we have a bunch of great shows over there. We want you to go check them out. We don't... You know, we say we don't do this show alone. There's there's other homeschool podcasters that are putting on shows uh, like ours, and we just celebrated one year as a network. And the cool thing is, as a network, you can find other shows. People have found us, I found out this past week. Um, I did a little Facebook poll yeah. uh, where I put it out and said, how did you find homeschooling in real life? And on there, uh, and I really want to talk about this right now, is we kind of feel like we're speaking into nothingness. You know, <laughs> we're we're in our studio here. Uh, at home, and we're just talking to each other. But in our minds, we think we're talking to other people. Well, and our kids are in the house, so it is like we're speaking into nothingness. Yeah, occasionally we're yelling into (laughs) nothingness. So sometimes I feel like we are speaking into nothingness, and that's what I was Mm -hmm. asking on Facebook. Um, Because we've noticed a few things. One, um, being a part of this network, we're finding that some of our listeners have come from that network. You've heard other shows, yeah, and you've come over to listen to us, and we encourage you to do the same as well. Uh, one other thing we found out is that iTunes, where a lot of people you know pull their podcast from, can be totally screwy. Um, we see comments not showing up or reviews not showing up, or um, one day we'll find that our show is ranked in the top 15, the other times we'll see that it doesn't even exist as far as iTunes is concerned. Isn't that weird? I mean, Apple does things so well, and yet, for some reason, this is a funny one. Yeah, this is like one of my biggest gripes about Apple is the iTunes store, but we want to encourage you to... If you're listening to this online, go over to iTunes, pull the show from iTunes, and leave a review while you're there. We really liked what you've had to say, and we've we've really enjoyed the feedback. All right, so let's get started with this episode at hand. This one is called All the Single Ladies. Thank you, Beyonce. I didn't even know that was Beyonce. I, that's, that's showing you my. <laughs> well, you know, we've Lack occasionally people ask me about that about using sound clips. We use short little sound clips of famous songs, yeah, and then we refer to them. So go to the sh- the show notes because people say, "Why are you referring people to all the single ladies?" Because we think you need to um, put a <laughs> ring on it. Um, no, you can go to our show notes and go directly to iTunes and buy that song if you'd like it in your song collection. <laughs> Yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking about single ladies tonight. What does that mean? What, are, are we being rude? Are we just saying, hey, single ladies? Oh, not at all. I have to tell you that one of the things that has been so humbling to me as I've met homeschoolers all across the country and written blogs for quite a quite a long time on this subject is these moms who are doing this job by themselves, whether it's because they don't have a husband because they're a widow or because they're divorced. Um or if they just don't have a husband who's ever been supported. Yeah, we have so that too. I'm going to interrupt you here because I the picture I get of homeschooling is that we're all these big, happy families <laughs> that live out on the plains or something. Or no, we, we gather around tables. Or no, wait a minute. No, we all drive 12-passenger vans, and we're right. all happy families. We're all Christians, and um, we, we drive and we do these events. What's that place everybody goes to? The um, create. We go to the Creation Museum, and then <laughs> right. you know we get done with there, and we go to a a co op and a church event. And dads, they're helping because dads have times off in the middle of the day, right? That's, right. That's how it works. Uh, uh, have you ever gone on a field trip with us that was a like a middle of the week field trip? I don't think so. I, I work. I right. do this thing <laughs> called working. Right. Exactly. In order for us to 
uh, afford the field trips. I work. Yeah. And then you guys go on the field trips. But And some guys have the flexibility, but I'm, most do not. Yeah, and, and then, I'm not poking fun. Believe me. And single moms don't have it at all. Right. So, so we thought we needed to dedicate a show to this topic because I, and I think it's two topics really, and maybe we're only going to hit on one because we're focusing this show specifically on widowed or divorced or women who just don't have a husband. But I think the bigger issue and and a bigger discussion uh, that maybe we need to be having uh, through Facebook and through our, all the ways that you like to reach us is the idea of, hey, I'm doing this alone because I have a husband who just is not a part of it. And I I remember being on the floor of Teach Them Diligently mm-hmm. in Nashville, and we met a couple who we could tell this was her gig. Yeah. And he was being dragged to a convention. Mm-hmm. And, hey, I'll give you a year or I'll give you a month to make see if this works. If not, I'm putting my kids in the public school system. Right. Um. So I think there is a, another discussion there. Well, we can talk about that. But... But really, what is the big issue? Like, you're you're a homeschool mom that has me. Yeah. If I'm gone tomorrow, uh-huh. um, what's what comes to your mind? <sighs> like, if you're gone, 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 gone uh, off the face of the earth. Other than school. planning my no, funeral, I'm totally kidding. other than putting together the Jimmy <laughs> right. Buffett playlist for the big <laughs> memorial event. Okay. Um, what uh, what what are the thoughts that come to your mind? That. Like, is this going to be tough to do alone? Yeah, you know, immediately I think of just the physical demands of that. Like, you know how tiring the end of the day is? That's the thing I always think about. Um, I was chatting with um, someone recently on Facebook whose husband is deployed. And, you know, she is on. She is making every decision. There is no downtime. There is no uh, reprieve. Um, So just... Just that, immediately that is my thought. Come 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, there's nobody helping you get people in jammies. There's nobody helping you look over essays for a high school thing or you know, making sure your teen's getting out of bed to get the pool sweeped. You know, yeah, nobody's sweeped. helping like people put a homeschooling mom. clothes on <laughs> on Sunday morning for church. It's all you. All you. All day. All day. As soon as someone else wakes up, you have to be on. Yeah. And that, honestly, That would undo you. It terrifies me to think that that's, you know, that. Now, on the other hand, I am fully aware that God gives us the grace exactly when we need it and in exactly the amounts we need it. And so, you know, it's nothing to fear. But man, my heart goes out to these moms who are doing this big job by themselves. So we decided to go into this conversation not alone because we have a limited amount of knowledge. Right. Yeah. So we we decided to pull um, some really great gals into this conversation with us. And we decided to do this kind of interview format where we'll pose some questions and mm-hmm. then we'll just uh, play the audio that we recorded um, from both of these women. Um, it's great. They're both fellow podcasters on the network with us. So you can hear their shows. Uh, we'll let them introduce themselves. And uh, they're they're both single moms that have been doing this and doing it well, and it's it's kind of fun. They, they share their ups and their downs with us. So let's go to that interview right now. Hey, hurlers, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, Kerclick.com. This is not just a commercial 
for a company because we use Kerclick. We do. Um, and in fact, we are about six weeks into two different courses, live online classes right now. One is our uh, fifth grader who's taking a literature class and our eighth grader who's taking pre-algebra. Um, and I'll tell you, it's great. They upload their documents, the things that they, little assignments they've had to do. They're graded by that teacher. They're given a lot of encouragement. Um, and they love the live discussion that goes on every week in their class. And it's taken some of the burden off of our shoulders. Absolutely. So great company. It's worked so well. We had a, a, a son that decided to climb on board as well. Yeah. So our senior in high school wanted to take a graphic design class. And lo and behold, Kirkclick had one that started just this week. And I'll tell you, here's the amazing thing. It would be at 7 a.m. California time for him. And he signed up. He was ready. He didn't care. All right, you know, so again, this is our 17-year-old son right. who signed up for a 7 a.m. class. That's right. That's Kerklick, right. you're doing something well. Yes. Hey, hurlers, we want you to check out kerklick.com. They have been faithful sponsors to this podcast, and we are very grateful for them, and we'd love you to go check them out. So why don't you give us the famous Kerklick slogan? You bet. It's kerklick.com, curriculum and classes in a click. All right, you ready to get started with this interview, Kendra? Yes. We invited two of our fellow podcasters. So our first guest is LaToya Edwards. I'm LaToya Edwards. I have two boys. Uh, My oldest is eight and a half, and my little one will be six in just a few weeks, the beginning of October. And our second guest on our episode is Mary Jo Tate. I'm Mary Jo Tate from Tupelo, Mississippi. I'm the homeschooling mom of four boys. So we decided to ask these women a series of questions that we thought were pertinent to being a single homeschool mom. And the first question we posed was this. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing a single homeschool mom? LaToya shared two answers with us. Uh, The first thing she mentioned was just lacking the support that would come maybe from a husband. And the second was just a practical answer of, of just getting out. I think the biggest challenge for me has been lack of support. I am the very first person in my family to homeschool, so it kind of adds to me being an oddball. Um, And then just being a single mom, I don't get out much. Um, I don't know of any local single homeschooling moms, so sometimes it's hard to find somebody that can relate. Um, And I would say I tend to air on the lazy, flaky side, and I don't like to go places. Um, and not so much because I'm lazy, just mostly because, and you guys have kids, so I'm sure you get this, the amount of the energy that it takes to get everybody dressed and clean and ready to get out the door can sometimes be worth the effort for me. So it's like, do I really have the energy that it's going to take to get us all together and out the door to go somewhere? Even though I know I need the support, I need the community, we need fellowship. Sometimes it's just not worth the effort of, you know, putting on shoes to get out the door. So that has definitely been um, my biggest challenge. And so most of my support is actually people that I have not met or that I know only because we've met online in some kind of way. You know, Fletch, Mary Jo had some great things to say about this too. And, you know, I hadn't really thought about the practical implications uh, when she talks about not having enough money. Honestly, in the practical sense, the biggest challenge for most single moms just comes down to money. Uh, very often single moms are struggling 
child support, if it exists at all, is not enough. They're trying to be home with their kids. If they're homeschooling, so they're not going out necessarily into the workforce. Some of them are. Some of them have a home business. But every other challenge, that almost every other challenge that I can think of, depends in a way on that because if you're struggling financially, if you're struggling to put food on the table, it affects every other impact, every other area of your life. You know, Mary Jo went on to answer something that we've talked about earlier in the show, and that was this idea of just not fitting in because homeschooling is often portrayed as um, a husband and wife and a, a room full of children, and that's all very good. But in those instances where that's not the picture, um, she just hasn't felt like she's fit in to the group or, or to the homeschool crowd. Let's hear what she had to say. For many single homeschooling moms, feeling like they don't fit in is a huge um, obstacle. Because if you think about the homeschool culture, now I'm a diehard homeschooler. I love homeschooling. I love the homeschooling culture. But it's built around the importance of the family. But when, through in our fallen world, that ideal falls apart, the single moms are often, often struggling with guilt. My, my husband left when our, after 15 years of marriage when our kids were 9 years old, 6 years old, 4 years old, 6 months old. And I was embarrassed. I mean, all the other, the betrayal, everything else, but I was embarrassed to be divorced. I felt like I had a scarlet D on my chest for the first couple of years. And that was with support. I had good friends who cared for me and supported me and encouraged me. But so many single moms feel like outcasts. They feel like scarlet women, like they failed in some way, um, regardless of what their role in the breakup of their marriage was. You know, when I'm talking to homeschoolers in general, I like to encourage people to reach out to single moms and make them feel welcome, make them feel included, see how you can serve them, ask them to sit with you at church, you know, if they're, reach out to their kids and all that. But when I'm speaking directly to the single moms, one of the things I need to say is, if you go around feeling like you're not welcome and feeling not like you're not included, it can become kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy because you send off that prickly vibe of, y'all don't like me anyway. And so if if you're a single mom listening, what I encourage you to do is don't be oversensitive, even if people have really hurt you. Don't expect that the next person you deal with is going to be rude or hurtful. Don't be defensive. And instead of looking at the differences, look at what you have in common. All right, so the second question we asked them, Kenj, was about challenges. Both women talked about the issue of comparison, which I think is just a homeschool mom-wide phenomenon. Yeah, you know, Latoya's saying, you know, just wondering, are we making the best choices for our kids? Right. And that's, you know, we've we've actually had some of those thoughts as well, and we're a married couple yeah. doing this. So much of what I want to say is the same for everybody. We have so many challenges. Time management. There's just not enough of us to go around. So we all, whether we're married or single, whether we have a lot of kids or a few kids, whether we have special needs or chronic illness or, um, you know, a job loss, whatever the challenges we're dealing with, we all have to 
work within those challenges and figure out how to get everything done and what everything's going to be, how to prioritize within the reality that we're living in. Well, I think we all probably struggle with, are we doing enough? Um, you know, are our children going to be prepared or, you know, smart enough and learn all the things that they need to know? Um, I think that's something that parents in general probably struggle with, whether you're homeschooling or not, is are you making the best choices and decisions educational-wise for your children? You know, how are you going to manage to educate and clean the house and, you know, do the dishes and kiss the boo-boos and, you know, take a shower yourself occasionally. You know, all those time management things, I think, are definitely the same. I think another huge, huge challenge for all homeschooling moms is not comparing ourselves to others. So many moms I've talked with um, in person or corresponded with by email or on Facebook or whatever, they're doing a great job, but they start second-guessing themselves when they compare they look at this homeschooling goddess who lives next door, you know, who seems to do everything just exactly right, and they feel like a failure by comparison. Well, first of all, she's not a goddess. She's a mere mortal just like everyone else. She has challenges you can't imagine because you don't know everything that's going on in her life. And God didn't make you her. He made you you. And so there's a right way for each family to homeschool but there's no one right way for every family to homeschool. So, Fletch, I have a husband who comes home at the end of the week. That's uh, me. Yep, <laughs> at the end of the weekday, or the work day, rather. And I often uh, wonder how women whose husbands are deployed do this, or like how, you know, how do you take a breath when there's just not somebody there who has your back? Um, single moms never have that. Right. And so we asked both both LaToya and Mary Jo, how do they refresh themselves? How do they take a break from their kids or can they manage time away from their kids? Yeah, and I I actually again, I these great th- their answers were great because uh you know, LaToya talked about some real practical things, you know, getting your kids to find a quiet time. Um Mary Jo, you know, her idea was when your kids are old enough, you know what? Train them to take care of themselves, you know, <laughs> yeah. just a real practical thing. And then, and then take a break. She talked about, you know, just taking naps. And, and both of them said, you know, finding time for yourself. So let's, yeah. let's actually listen to their answers. If we don't take care of ourselves and we burn out, all these other people who are depending on us aren't going to have us to lean on. And so taking care of yourself isn't selfish. It's necessary. I always go back to the airplane example, you know, with the oxygen mask. The flight attendant tells you to put on your own oxygen mask before you put it on someone else because if you pass out trying to help your kid, you're not going to be there to help them. The one thing that I do um, that has really helped me kind of maintain my sanity is that my kids go to bed really early. They go to bed at 7.30. So I have most of my evenings to myself to go to bed early or relax or cry or finish you know, the lap book that's got a thousand pieces all over my table. Um, so that has helped. And so for me, my, my number one way to recharge is to make sure that I get enough sleep. Now, if mom, when moms have very young kids or infants, that can sound like a cruel joke. When my kids were younger, um, you know, my, my youngest was six months old when my husband left. 
one of the things I did was I had a mother's helper come to the house. Uh, my parents helped me with, with paying for, for babysitting. Not everybody has that blessing, I know, but I would take a nap. I would nurse the baby, hand him and the big brothers off to the babysitter, and I would literally take a nap while somebody else was watching my kids in my house. Don't feel guilty for getting the rest that you need because when you're consistently sleep deprived, and for me, I just can't function. It affects my mood. It affects my efficiency. I start losing my mental dictionary and I can't say what I mean, you know. And I also try to take one night a week where I don't work or do chores or anything and I will go to bed earlier, watch an old movie or just something for me. By training your kids to be independent, as they become older and more responsible and more mature and more independent, you can take a break without anybody else taking over for you. And that's great. My kids are older now. My youngest one turns 14 next week. And he, he can cook. He can clean. He can do his schoolwork from a list that I give him with a little help on an as-needed basis. So I, I have a lot more freedom now than I did 10 years ago. And then I would say we also have quiet time in the middle of the day, which I realized was a necessity when my oldest stopped napping. Um, I renamed nap time to quiet time. So there is an hour and a half in the middle of every day where we all retreat to our separate corners. And you don't have to sleep, but you have to not bother mommy unless um, a bone is sticking out or somebody's trying to get you. All right, we have a few more questions uh, with LaToya and Mary Jo, but we want to take a quick break just for a few announcements. Well, we know that podcasts are played forever, but if you're listening to this podcast in real time, you know that this one is coming out the week of Halloween. And you might be wondering to yourself, are Fletch and Kendra going to talk about Halloween again? You know, this year we decided not to. We recorded episode number three, Homeschooling, Halloween, and Harry Potter. And we would like you to go back and re-listen to that. Now, bear with us. It was right at the very beginning of podcasting. The quality, kind of lame, but the content is great. And I promise if you go listen to it, you will not be turned into a newt. All right, on to the fourth question. We wanted to be their cheerleaders. So we asked uh, both women to share what their successes had been. Uh, LaToya's answer was great because she's been a single homeschooling mom of one son. She added her second son to the yeah. homeschool, and that was her big success. That's a big deal when you're married. Yeah, and It's she, a huge deal when you're not married. Yeah, and you know, then she had a quick little one. She said, you know, just teaching math was a big success for yeah, her. So amen. good job, LaToya. Let's listen to what she had to say in her own words. I would probably say with my oldest son, we spent the last three years um, in war over every homeschool mom's favorite subject, math. So it was really, really difficult for a while there, and it's been really nice. Um, this past, like, eight months, we found something that works, and nobody is crying at math. He has decided math is his favorite subject. He wants to do it first every time we sit down for school, and he's learning really quickly. So that's been really, really great. I'd probably say my second success has been that I have managed to add in my second son full-time into our lessons, and we're not all crazy, and we're actually learning and having fun. And it's been 
so far a relatively stress-free year. So that's been great. It's the first year that I could say it's been stress-free. So I think every homeschooling mom wonders if we can really do this. And I know personally, when our oldest got to high school age, I thought, oh my goodness, suddenly grades count. (laughs) And like, (laughs) I have to keep records and you know, all of that, like suddenly the pressure was on and I just felt this burden. Like what if he had something he really wanted to accomplish in life and I messed it up because I, I was the homeschool teacher that just didn't, like didn't keep a transcript or whatever. And, uh, so I think hearing what Mary Jo's successes were with her son's uh, is hugely triumphant. Yeah, I think all of our listeners are going to love this one. For me, I think the biggest thing has been that I've been able to continue homeschooling. We've just started our 18th year of homeschooling. My two oldest boys are now in college. I have a junior and a sophomore. They were homeschooled all the way through. They're doing well in college. Um, you know, socially active. <laughs> The junior who's just transferred to a university is trying to be president of every club he joins, <laughs> you know. So, so, so they're doing well. They're very independent, very responsible. Then the two younger ones are still homeschooling, 12th grade and 8th grade. So that has been, I don't know if I would even call that a success so much as just a blessing because only God has made it possible to continue doing that. Mary Jo also shared about a book she recently wrote. And um, just as a little aside here, I think by now, if you have been listening to Homeschooling in Real Life for any amount of time, you know that Fletch and I only endorse the stuff we really love. So those sponsors we have, the curriculum we talk about, you know, any resources we talk about is stuff we love. And Mary Jo's book that she will talk about here in just a minute is one of those resources. I got to read it as an advanced reader copy. And I'm telling you, if you struggle with how to balance stuff or, um, you know, any kind of like just basic getting your life together as a homeschooling mom, this is a great resource and tool. Yeah, we told her we'd plug this book. So uh, we can just say it, go buy Flourish. (laughs) (laughs) And then in terms of just a practical thing that I would call a success, Getting that book written and published, I'm telling you, that has been the work of many years. Um, Flourish was just published this year, this spring, and in one sense, I've been working on it for about seven years. It grew out of a, a course that I taught in 2007, and in another sense, I've been working on it as long as I've been a mom, but I had to really practice what I preach because this book, which talks about getting things done and setting goals and meeting them and managing your time was published one year late. So, you know, I felt a little bit like a fraud at one point, but that's part of the story too, because I had to learn to deal with the realities of life, find a way to work around them, and and be flexible and get it done anyway, and then deal with my own bad attitudes. For our final question, and if you're a single homeschooling parent trying to do this, we asked both ladies, could you just share... Uh, a tip or two for our single homeschooling parents that are listening to this episode. Uh, Let's take a listen to what both women said. I would say my number one um, top tip for single moms homeschooling is do not neglect your time with God. It is a necessity. It is optional. Um, It must be done if you are going to stay sane and, you know, get through the day. Take even if it's two minutes take some time to grab a scripture to anchor you through the day and to pray and teach your kids to do the same. Um, I often tell people if all we get done during our school day is the Bible, it's been a successful day and um, I can be happy with that. 
Uh, my second tip is to remember that your homeschool does not have to look like anybody else's homeschool because you have a unique circumstances. And find your unique circumstance and find what works for you and rock on and ignore any negativity from anybody else. Third tip is probably my tip for any homeschool parent is don't pay for something if you can teach the subject for free. That's one of the ways that I have learned um, to afford to be home with my boys. You know, yes, there's lots of great things out there, but if you can figure out a way to teach that subject or do that project without spending any money, go with that. One of the most important things that every mom, but especially single moms, needs to do is to find peace in the space between the ideal and reality. We have goals and dreams and ideals of what our family life is going to be like, what our life in general is going to be like, and the reality doesn't always measure up to that. And we have to find peace with that and not get so focused on what we can't do that we don't do what we can do. And one way that you do that is, is the second big tip, which is to rest in God's faithfulness. Psalm 68.5 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God is faithful. He loves you. He loves your children. He rejoices in you, Zephaniah says, and he will take care of you even in those darkest times where it feels like everything's falling apart all around you. He is faithful, so continue to lean on him. So that wraps the interview with both of these ladies. We asked both of them how our listeners can find them online. If you're interested in following up with LaToya, this is where you can find her. I blog at latoyaedwards.net. It's pretty easy to remember. And I am a mom first, and in my spare time, um, which there isn't much of, I write. And I host Mommy Jammies Night um, on the network, and I'm also a life coach. And then if you would like to follow up with Mary Jo Tate... This is how you can contact her online. My website is flourishathome.com, and I have a blog there, which I need to be writing on more faithfully, and also information about my book. I have some freebies available there and information about places where you can hear me speak. And I also uh, host the Flourish at Home show at flourishathomeradio.com, which is part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And now, it's time for that part of the show that we like to call Q&A with K&A. Ken, do you know what part of the show this is, right? I do. We both ask each other questions on the spot without previous thinking about them, and we have to answer them for the listeners. All right. Are you ready to play the game? You know what? I googled my questions, and you're sitting over there like, you know, you just thought it up. I, I have your first one. I thought it up on the spot. Are you ready? Oh, man. Okay, go ahead. I walk in the door. I give you an option. Okay. You have tickets for Center Court Wimbledon uh, yes. or two tickets for Front and Center Renee Fleming. Which do you choose? <laughs> Tennis. Why? Because, um, uh, I think because... Tennis match is a one-time event. Like, you're never going to see that tennis match ever again. 
the score, the players, the whatever. And Renee Fleming, I could see an amazing recording of her, which we have. We went and saw her sing with the Israeli National Symphony. Okay, people are going to really think I'm a dork. No. Do you guys know who Renee Fleming is? Okay, I would the love fact to that you're know. asking that question, no one can answer. Unless there's people <laughs> in, in their car me. right now, they're like, no. yes, yes. Uh, yes, and they're talking out loud. <laughs> they are. Those people are dorks. <laughs> Okay, Renee Fleming is the soprano who sang the national anthem at last year's World, or not World Series, last year's, uh, see, I don't even know what it's called because I hate football. Super Bowl? Super Bowl, right, exactly. But she's an operatic soprano that I've loved for years, long before the Super Bowl. Anyways, we, you know, we've seen her, um, some great recordings of her, and that's totally awesome. But man, Roger Federer, is Roger Federer playing in this Wimbledon? I didn't say that specifically. Uh, Okay. Yes, Wimbledon. That's my answer. Okay. I want to know what you thought was the most useless class you took in high school. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a great question. The most useless class I took in high school. Okay. The most useless class I took in high school was law. (laughs) Wait, your high school had a law class? Yeah. And it's like... (laughs) Okay. It was like the basics of law, but I don't know, it... It was like stuff my parents could have taught me around the table. <laughs> and it was like a whole semester. high school teaches law? Okay, this is another one I want to know. I want hurlers to write in and say whether their high school <laughs> had a law class. Well, if you went to Delmar High School in Santa Clara County back in the mid-80s, you took law class. But Really? What, yeah. was, it, was it an elective? No, it was like half a semester. Half semester was law. Oh, and you're the talking other... about like a government class? No, it wasn't government. It was law. Oh, it was like okay. the study of law because we wow. like we learned like what to do if you get pulled over by a cop. It was <laughs> like a whole class law. on it. That's well, like, like the law. How to be well mannered in front of a police officer? No, it was like like how the law, how it works. We had to do a ride along. That was part of that class. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it was kind of useless, but it was fun. But it was useless. You. The question <laughs> was the, useless. You're right. You got if it. The question was fun. I would have said that one also. But okay. Useless. <laughs> All right. We are. About a month away. Mm-hmm. So From why don't what? you just listen to the question? <laughs> okay, man, I'm frightened now. What are we a month we're away? About from? A, we're about a month away from Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. So, what dish must you eat on Thanksgiving for it to be a successful Thanksgiving for you? Pumpkin pie. Well, that was easy. Hurlers, that was it. Slam dunk, done. Pumpkin pie for Kendra. <laughs> okay, homemade or the canned kind. Like the canned pumpkin. Oh, the canned pumpkin's awesome. Okay. All right, Fletch, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. This is a controversial question. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, we Fire. might lose some listeners. Oh, these are my favorite kind of questions, and <laughs> I love these kind of questions. If you are if you are a listener who's been on the edge, we've had a couple people who, like, we had one guy on iTunes that said he'd listened to, like, 20 episodes, and then he's like, that, that's it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you listened to us that long, and then you gave up? I mean, I would have given up, like, at episode one, because I'm pretty sure I said something in episode one that would have angered most, like, conservative homeschoolers. All right, you're ready. All right, go ahead. Have you ever gambled at a casino? This is controversy? Okay. <laughs> yeah, in if Christian this is... circles. Oh. I was raised in a home where gambling was clearly of the devil. Okay, so yeah. I was raised in a Christian home where you could gamble. <laughs> <laughs> you were raised You were raised in an Italian Christian home. I yeah, think where it has you could gamble, caveat. you could drink, you could smoke. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, just so you know, prostitution was still illegal in the family. <laughs> So, anyhow, did I gamble? Have I I've, have I been in a casino and gambled? Um, no, I've never been in a casino. Well, 
Have you been in a casino? I've never been to Vegas, remember? I've right. been through but Vegas. But they have slot machines in, in the, the airport. airport. So that's not a casino. No, that's I agree. airport. Me too. And I've been to Reno, and I've been in a casino, because I've gone to see shows. So I went and saw Bill Cosby in Reno. So that was a casino. I never knew that. Yeah, so... But I okay, so I was on a cruise ship one time with you, and <laughs> yes, there you was were. a there was a cruise ship casino. But that's not the same thing. Wait a minute, we had our two boys with us. Yeah, and so if you remember the story, I went into that casino to prove to the boys that it was a bad idea <laughs> to waste money on a gambling machine. So they weren't allowed in the casino, right? So I took five dollars. <laughs> yeah. They and stood I, by the door. They stood at the door and they were watching, <laughs> like they could kind of peer in. And I chose the the slot machine that they wanted, which was the Pink Panther. So they're like, <laughs> right. and they're like, what were they like? That's high class 14 and right 12 there. at the time. Something like that. Something like that. So I go in, or 15 and 13. So I went in and I took $5 and I changed it into quarters. And I went up to the Pink Panther machine <laughs> and I put in like three quarters because I figured we'd just get this over with right away. So I put three quarters in, pulled it. Bing, 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 bing. The whole light went off, and this thing didn't even spit out money. That's how much money I won. So I won like $450. That is a good lesson. That is why you never, never gamble. So it was supposed to teach them not to gamble, and I ended up paying for their room on the cruise ship for the week (laughs) with that one pull on the slot machine. And then, you know, of course, they like each went back to the room and got more money and said, could you please gamble this for us? So lesson learned. Yeah. Don't teach your kids how to gamble. So technically no, not in a casino unless it's a casino on a ship. And that is what we like to call Q&A with K&A. All right, that's it for this show, and we are excited to give you an announcement of something coming up. We have a new series that we are calling... I Love Homeschooling, but... With an emphasis on the but. Right. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so next episode is our first in the series. It's I Love Homeschooling, but... But my kids are with me all the time. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about... That part of homeschooling that we might that, that a lot of people go into it for. Hey, you get to hang out with your kids. Yeah. But dang, they're with you all the time. <laughs> right. There's a you, positive and a negative. You know, for we sure. we're in the studio right now with a sign on the door that says stay out. Yeah. <laughs> so that kids won't come in and interrupt us with sound. But it's actually kind of nice to be in here without kids. And they know not to come in. Because as soon as we come out, we're like raw meat in a lion cage. Especially <laughs> you. I mean, kind of kids are all over you like flies on stink. Hey, that's our episode next week. We want you to listen to it. It's going to be a good one. It's actually one that a listener wrote in, so we're going to really enjoy answering her question. All right, so if we have you thinking or you want to ask us a question or you just want to tell us what's on your mind, uh, you can go to our website at homeschoolingirl.com and you can leave us a message directly from there or send us a voicemail. But if they want to reach us on Facebook with the rest of our listeners, where would they go? Yeah, facebook.com slash homeschoolingirl. And if they want to tweet to us, what's our handle? Our handle is at homeschoolirl. They can send us smoke signals, Fletch. There are so many ways you can reach us. You know the best way you can reach us? Fitwads. You can reach out to us with love (laughs) by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star review by signing in with your name. Find us by searching homeschooling IRL on iTunes and leave us a review. 
And that's our show. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. The Homeschooling IRL podcast is a part of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Every show is written and produced by Andy and Kendra Fletcher. For more information on this podcast or to contact your hosts, please visit us on our website and blog at homeschoolingirl.com.